your will be done. We arrest every watch of the enemy over every nation. For the songs are here. This is the time for the manifestation of the songs. Here comes the time we've been waiting for. Let the Gideons arise. I declare let the Deborahs arise. Hey, yeah, yeah. Let the poor, the Peter arise. We will see your hand in every nation. For these are the days of your power. And the people shall be volunteers. I said these are the days of your power. And the people are willing. Asia is willing. America is willing. Europe is willing. Antarctica is willing. Stay off 
to keep inside of you. We can't keep looking. Faith must stand. We can't keep looking. The devil cannot. Somebody just open your mouth and blast the tongues. Confuse the enemy. Take back the territory. Take back the territory. Take back the territory. In their seats, yours truly. Hi, hi, give me a time step and show me some fire emojis if you can hear me loud and clear. Just touch the mic, mic, you know how it goes. Thank you, Kinsley. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Worlds. You know how we do it? I am your host, Celestina Adoma Ijapan, and it's an honor and a privilege to have you all joining me tonight for our conversation. Um, I want to say, let's just me, let me give a person dear flowers. I want to say a very sincere thank you to Lady Jennifer Obusejamuna. 
Girl, thank you so much for being so excellent and um, effect effective host and for being a tool for the Lord to use you for this team. I love you, Jenny. Thank you so much. Um, you did wonderful hosting the show um, last month. And, and now it is a new month. So for the world, this September, we are looking forward. We are looking to discuss two main sections or structures in our society. And these structures actually affect the individual and the society as a whole. So tonight's conversation, we are focusing on the educational structure. You know, education is the key, they say. Um, and joining me tonight uh, for tonight's conversation is Mr. Kinsley. Um, he's an educator and I would love for Mr. Kinsley to unmute himself and say something short, introduce yourself, tell us who you are, you know, give us the gist. Hello, hello, hello. Can you hear uh, me? Yeah, can you speak a bit louder though? Hello. Yes. Can you hear me now? Is it yes, okay? Yes, I can hear you. Yes. Oh, all right, all right. Um, I'm so blessed to be here this evening. I'm Kinsley Mayuruna from Obuase. An educator. Yes, yeah, Sikakro, Sikakro, <laughs> the Golden City. Uh-huh. <laughs> the golden city to the world, you know. Yeah. To the whole yase. To the whole yase. To the whole A better school teacher at Intonsia Municipal. A colleague and single. I'm a bit of everything. Thank you. You ready to mingle? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Oh, I see. No wonder you let it out there. <laughs> I'm so glad to have you here, Kinsley. <laughs> it's an honor to be the one hosting you tonight. Um, as a disclaimer, I hope you all believe this and have accepted Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior according to the book of Romans chapter 10, verse 9. That says that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And my brothers and sisters, salvation is the key. We all need it so that we can enjoy the riches and the inheritance that are ours. The first step is accepting Jesus. So please, please, I'm advocating. If you don't know him, I I offer him to you. <laughs> like, run after him right now. Because, like, life is just bleak without him. And also, as the show goes on, you can put in your comment. You can phone in. You can send your, um, your comment in the comment box. And I will take pleasure in reading it out so that uh, Mr. Kinsley can help answer those questions. If there are any confusions, just put it in there. Like, I'm here for you. I got you all. Also, the world. You can follow the world on IG and on Twitter at D, world, D underscore world 22. And on Facebook, follow our Facebook page, y'all. Come on, follow our Facebook page <laughs> at The World, you know, where we can connect and be more interactive. Now, enough of me. Let's get on to our <laughs> conversation for um, tonight, okay? And just as I said, thank you so much, Kinsley, and it's an honor to be the one hosting you. And to whoever is listening, to all my listeners, and to everyone here, live on here, um, if you have any questions, just put it in there. And also, it's a privilege to have you all joining us. So, to our flow, our conversation for tonight, the educational structure. Um, I was actually going to say, let's take the whole structure, but I noticed that during my studies and like my spirit was like, 
sister this is like a very broad topic so we need yeah, to take it, it gradually <laughs> you agree <laughs> i can sleep yeah it's yeah it's definitely definitely but the bible says like we're just getting the conversation the bible says to train up a child in the way they should go so that when sure. they grow they do not depart from it right a tool for change and transformation is the educational system right education right. Yeah. is yeah. one tool that can transform an individual and the society as a whole and so um education educating an individual actually start from infancy and as a society we have an we have adopted a system that actually entails that or ensures that people actually go through the process and gets informed either formally or informally so my first question is what are the structures because i want us to take the overview like the broad one then we can get into the individuals like when it comes to parents and teachers and then the child as an individual so kinsley what are the structures available to us like when it comes to the hierarchy in terms of gaining formal knowledge or like educational knowledge what are parents when a parent decide to give their ward education like i said oh it's time for me to take my child to like kindergarten or preschool what are they in for what should they know when it comes to formal education and its structure or hierarchy all right thank you very much thank you very much and pray the good lord continue to bless you and keep the program going and going i don't know whether you can hear me loud and clear yes we, we do Please give a thumbs up if you can hear Kenzo loud and clear. Oh, okay. So tonight we are going to look at the the hierarchy of the educational ladder. You know, mm-hmm. education itself begins from our homes. The very first okay. education is, is what our parents try to give to us, right from infancy, from our bedrooms, from our halls, and even. From our yards before they take us to any guardian, so to say, a teacher. So mm-hmm. the educational structure itself begins from the the, the nursery, mm-hmm. the nursery. In other areas, in other jurisdictions, they do not have the nursery. Especially when you go to most of the public schools, you may not find the nurseries there. You would only find, hello. Go on. Yeah, you would only find the kindergarten. You wouldn't find mm-hmm. nursery. But when you begin from the private schools, most of the private entities or private institutions, that is where students begin from either the nursery or what they labeled it as the crèche. So through either the nursery or the crèche, they move up to the kindergarten where the students are really taught how to be able to put certain things together formulation mm-hmm. of one or two letters from the kindergarten section before they also continue to the basic schools and the basic basic school we have that of the primary schools before they move on to the ghs but even with the primary schools you have something they've just divided it into two that is the lower primary and that of the um, higher primary. That is upper primary, so so to be called. Mm. Mm. That's so the basic 
that is the lower primary begins from maybe grade one that is class one to class three and the upper primary also begins from class four to class six so when a child completes from that section then they move to the junior high schools mm. the junior high schools then from there they, they also transition into the senior high school so right from the basic school you move into your senior high school then to the universities the polytechnics that is the tertiary level that is the universities the colleges of education the polytechnics and other higher institution that is why we labeled it as tertiary so basically these are the the, the, the structures or so to call the hierarchy of the educational ladder where one has to go through before attaining a higher degree or a higher position wherever you may want to call it with regards to formal education mm. so this is the the um structure that is made available and i know in various countries it's the same if it's a, a, yes. except when it comes to like educating children from infancy and all of that and based on yes, their yes. um culture no it adapts to the culture of of this of the country when it comes to education but yeah, yeah. i know something happened <laughs> in ghana's education system which i am still confused i don't know if you are with me guys i am totally confused what is the track system like what the double track single track off track whatever track what is how does that work please give us an understanding i don't know if there might be someone out there who is also as confused as i am and doesn't know how to find your way out when it comes to the track system right now yes the the the, the track system as as the government may try to put it you know we didn't have the track system mm. a problem erupted and the government needed to find solutions to kill such problem so they realized that most of the students who were entering into senior high school mm-hmm. way back 2018, 2017, 2018, thereabout, the government brought in a policy that is the free senior high school policy. And that paved way that all students, the moment you just complete junior high school, you have the chance, you have the opportunity of federal education whether your grade is good, whether it is bad, whether it is worse. So far as you have the interest in federal education to the senior high school level, then they have to make it free. And mm. as they made it free, they just opened it just like that. So people started registering. Each and everyone who had then completed the GHS tried as much as possible to also further. Unfortunately for us, the, 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 the structures were not put in place before mm-hmm. the introduction of the senior um, free senior high school system. You know, mm-hmm. in Ghana, the basic education system is already free. It is compulsory and free. But what our challenge was, as at that time, when the government introduced the free senior high school policy, is that they didn't look at the structures. That's the school plant, the building, mm-hmm. the infrastructure, what they had to put in place. You know, there are times our government come with popular issues, things that will make them look popular. Mm-hmm. They brought this in, in people, we all accepted it. It's a good policy, we all accepted it. But we didn't also foresee the challenges that were facing us. So because they wanted to 
make people or all of the students enjoy free senior high school they also felt that no if they had to put all these students in the same school it is going to be a very big problem coupled with diseases communicable disease and whatsoever accommodation issues infrastructure decks teacher and whatsoever so they decided to divide them put them into two system and they labeled it as a track so that is a double track so we're having the same shs one student but they'll be having different semester they're having time for their schooling even though they are all in jhm shs one so we had the first year dividing themselves into two the second year in that order and that is what brought about the double track system they are trying so hard to face it off but we've already come across with these challenges and we are trying so hard teachers are moving here and they help us get to make sure the right things are done for the students because since they are in school they have to be taught and since and mm. if they have to be taught they must also be taught for so that brought about a double track system in, in ghana so the free the promise of free education by government is the genesis of yes, all yes. this okay and do you as a teacher and a person in, in the educational system do you foresee the longevity of this whole thing oh no no this this the <laughs> truth be told truth be told um um the policy as i initially uh, initially stated is a good one but the implementation was not the best the way it was implemented was not the best at least we should have taken our time to to introduce our students progressively one after the other so maybe as the shs threads are fading out they will be pushing out the shs tools and then the ones making sure the school may, may um, the infrastructure in in the schools are expanded the teacher and a whole lot you know it's not just about saying that i just want each and everyone to go to school and that i just push them there hmm. so for for sustainability so for sustainable development with regards to this track issue i don't think there's there's anything good to write home about especially with regards to sustaining it but students are going to school and we love our students going to school especially gaining um, access to shs and it being free for that one it's a lover a laudable policy that we commend the, the government for mm. How do you think this this system this current system affects the level of education that students are able to acquire? Hmm. Wonderful. Hmm. You see, with regards to this this policy, you realize as earlier on initiated, most of the things were not put in place mm-hmm. with regards to textbooks. So currently we have this problem of textbooks we have problems of um other infrastructure such as the school block itself the dormitories the the staff itself and the whole lot so you see there are times currently if you ask a teacher mm-hmm. um when are your students vacating you tell he doesn't know when are you resuming he doesn't know Okay, so can you see are... when are your students vacating? 
<laughs> when are you still vacating? I, I, I'm told we are aware they will be vacating next week. But oh. as to the, the particular date, that is for the basic schools. But for mm-hmm. the SHS, we knew they were coming back to school and there was this communique they had to stay back home for another two weeks. So hmm. through the government and the Ministry of Education and the Ghana Education Service, the moment they, they come out with a particular date, that they seem fit, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Perhaps they have put certain things in place. And I know, you know, before they allow the students to come in, they have to make sure their um, foods are available. Mm-hmm. Certain things are put in place before they ask them to come. So if they just ask them to come without providing certain amenities over there and providing certain basic logistics for them, they will just go back to school and go back home. <laughs> so currently the form threes are there writing exams and very soon they'll be completing, they'll be facing off from the SHS level. And they are, the form twos and ones are expected to go back to school. But the dates, no one knows except the Ministry of Education and the Bengali Education Service. So we are, we are waiting for our leaders. Whatever they say, we follow. So we are able to get to an area or a place or a duration we believe we are going back to the normal system. That mm-hmm. is what they've been trying to do. So realize this September, for mm-hmm. instance, GHS, SHS, you just vacate for a week. Then you come back to school, you begin another system so that we are able to cushion ourselves and begin a new academic term this particular season. Instead of the track, like going yes. back to the normal, oh, that would be good. Going back to the normal system. So we, we, we are hoping for the best with regards to that. I know you said um, education in the primary level is free, but I, I do yes. hear certain grievances from parents, like especially when they go on Facebook or like on IG, on social media. And parents are like crying their lungs out. They are in pain. And they complain about the amount of school fees they need to pay, especially when the kids is like a mirage. They are here in school and then they are they vacate and they have to pay um another set of school fees for them to be in, in school for such a short period. You know, that puts financial burden. How do you as a teacher manage that? Or like in your school? Are there systems in place for both teachers and parents to work together and like ensure that children still get the education they need, even if um, their parents are facing some financial challenges because of the short notice they, they get? Parents are not the only ones suffering, honestly. <laughs> teachers are also suffering. You know, the, the, there's this change in curriculum. Mm-hmm. And as we speak, right from... I think they changed the curriculum almost four years ago. Mm. And as we speak, no official textbook is out. Is out. So teachers would have to use the phone, use the internet, gather their own resources to be able to teach and teach well. Had it not been that, you just go to school and you wouldn't have anything to do. Mm. Then the best thing you can be doing is you'll be, you, you'll be, you, you'll be singing rhymes. <laughs> And you can't be singing rhymes the whole thing. So if a teacher wants to be resourceful, mm-hmm. you have to go into your account, get some money, go outside, get some books, 
do your own research before you can give the best to your students. I don't know about that. If you just want to go with what so-called other people would want to be doing, mm-hmm. then in the long run, you are not going to be helping your kids. So if you are mm-hmm. committed, and if you really want to help your kids, you need to move an extra feather, an extra mile, in making sure you get your own resources. There are resource packs, but if you look at the resource packs, it's, it does not entail much. Mm-hmm. So you realize the burden then lies on the teacher to get some funds. You go into this this same peanuts you are receiving to 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 purchase the items to help your kids. And then if you look at what parents are also going through, they complain day in day out. Mm-hmm. They complain day in day out. For instance, your 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 ward will be in DHS. Yes, you are told it is free, free compulsory basic education. It is free. But there are certain mm-hmm. things you would have to buy. Currently, there are no books, so parents are always encouraged and advised to get the books outside for them. These books have been provided, NACA approved, some printed outside, but you don't have those that belong to the students, those that have been distributed by the state or the government. So mostly, parents would have to go and purchase their own books. So if you realize, most of the private schools currently are doing better. Than some of our students in the um, basic schools or in the government, so called to say the government schools, and that is a fact. Mm-hmm. But the unfortunate thing is that these teachers in the sen- um, private schools, mm-hmm. most of them are just from senior high schools. But if you come back to the public schools, you have trained teachers, teachers with master's degree, teachers with diploma who have gone through the mill to be able to guide their students to really acquire or attain the knowledge. But most of the items that they need to make sure those things are done and the students also benefit becomes a challenge. So you realize um, the, the burden is then pushed to parents. If a teacher cannot afford those books, you put or you push the burden to the parents. You recommend the books to them, they go and buy. And as, as we speak, the books are also costly. So you just buy a book Within three months, you, you, you put the books aside. Then the next week, you've been asked to purchase a new book. If you go to the private sector, parents are crying because they just vacate for only a week. Then they resume. And as they resume, parents will have to go and pay another school fees. So you realize that, yes, during COVID, certain things happened and we want to try and put things together and move on with the normal track system that we usually had or those that we all enjoyed but you see the, the, the problem and the challenges are so heavy that we expect much from the government and because they touted certain things with this education sector mm-hmm. most parents are not willing to also go the extra mile to purchase anything or to buy or to even to spend money on their work again because they know the government says everything free. is free. Mm. So there are times you have to your parents in providing these books for their kids and there are times you also have to purchase them yourself. But I know do you think... Mm-hmm. Sorry. Do you think that the private school prefer like JHS graduate instead of 
teachers with degree and diplomas and masters, all the certification when it comes to education because of cheap labor. You know, I would have to pay for a private school, I have to pay, let's say, a thousand. I'm gonna use dollars, thousand dollars for like um, <laughs> a junior high school graduate. Okay. Compared to you coming in and be like, okay, I'm going to charge you like let's say twenty five thousand or like two thousand five hundred. You know, do you think the cheap labor is is the force behind this um, disparity? The, the, it, it wouldn't be so mm. because if if you look at the private schools, they are really mm-hmm. paying heavy. They are paying much. Most of the private schools. You know, the free basic education system we have in Ghana is for only the public schools. And even when you go to the SHS, it's just for the public schools. For the private schools, they are doing their own thing, just that it's just being supervised by the Ghana Education Service, whilst the crutch and the nursery also being supervised by um, the social welfare, also monitored by GS. But if you look at the fees they are paying, and the books they are paying. Mm-hmm. The only disadvantage in the private school is that the teacher, that most of the money goes to, the money goes to the the, the proprietor or the, the owner of the school. Some mm-hmm. do not actually really pay their teachers as expected. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, and so they asking diploma teachers to work with them. They recruiting degree students, students from polytechnics above SHS, they believe they are going to pay him sums of money. So mm-hmm. they go for these SHS graduates. They monitor them, they motivate them, and they make sure they do the work for them. And they also try as much as possible to inform parents. They make it false. It is compulsory. You need to buy a book for your ward. Surprisingly, a parent who, 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 would have to, who may have to purchase books for the ward in private school and that of another ward in the public school will neglect that of the ward in the public school mm-hmm. and do everything he or she can for the ward in the private school just because in the private school most of the things are done by force mm-hmm. but with regards to the public school you don't have that authority even to punish a ward or a child the process you have to go through so you, the teacher, you end up just ignoring the child. Mm. Not necessarily using the cane, but there are some punishment if you have to meter it out to a child. You have to seek approval from the headmaster. He has to log it into his book. Before you, mm. the teacher, he will tell you how to punish the child before you do that. Wow. So you just look at it and you just ignore. So currently, most, most of our students in our public schools, in some public schools, are really suffering because the discipline level is very very low as compared to what they may have in private school so our parents are suffering the teachers are suffering but who suffers most our wards so they are Definitely. the ones they are, they are the ones really suffering thank the you teacher so much will, try to, will do whatever he or she may want to do the mm-hmm. parent can do any other thing but in the long run if we are all saying we want to nurture our children, then we must find a suitable way of dealing with them so that they can come out with fine colors and be responsible adults when they also grow. 
had it not been that, or if not that, we would just be there treating our students, talking to them, and in the long run, they may grow up becoming intellectual illiterate. Hmm. Interesting. Thank you so much for this information. It kind of saddens my heart. I feel very bad. It feels this whole conversation feels very burdensome because for me, education when it comes to children is one of the key factors when it comes to like them exploring, exposing, and gaining momentum in in life. So when the system is not rightly placed for kids to seek the needed education. It becomes something else. I I just don't know how to explain it, but thank you so much. <laughs> now, I want us to pivot to individual learning. Um, I personally, as you were saying, learning actually begins from our homes. Um, yes. You go crutch, nursery, and then you go through all the systems that you um, rightfully laid out. And I begin. I personally believe that it actually begins in conception, and a child's mind. Oh, a child's mind is very interesting, by the way. <laughs> a child's mind yes, is so rich so. and very, very potent, and that it can so. absorb literally everything in their environment. Like you can, when you see a child, just imagine a chameleon. How a chameleon can change their form to fit the environment. That is how a child can actually alter themselves based on the environment they find themselves in you know so when it comes to educating children and i know most parents do not get the luxury of being there as in when it comes to time investment when the kids are young let's say from zero to three zero to four you know when they start developing and their minds become begin to connect their brains begin to like filter and then the neurons begin to come together and all of that when they start discovering there are parts that they can move their hands they can actually waddle they can walk like they can make sounds and that they can make eye contact you see that when when the learning process is actually processing (laughs) where the intentionality of uh, impacting the knowledge in your child begins when at bat like literally in ah you start <laughs> you start educating your child but i know most parents don't have the luxury of it until like the child is five or seven so when they go to yeah. yeah when they go to kindergarten yeah. so as parents you know as parents and i'm not a parent but i'm just saying yo. <laughs> as, <laughs> as parents how can we better prepare our children to face academics like to when it comes to formal education going into school and having that form of um, education that has been laid out all right and you know parents involvement in a child's education is consistently found to be positively associated with the child's academic performance Mm. the involvement is sure Sure. Your involvement in, in, in the day-to-day activities of your child with regards to education has a role or has an impact on the child's academic performance. Just that um, most investigations do not really pinpoint how so. But if you look at parents who had enough time or ample time to be with their kids, mm-hmm. 
try to educate their kids and guide them or help them, their academic performance is always on the high as compared to parents who just leave their walls to be doing things on their own. So according to Charles Needs, says mm-hmm. parents can assess their walls or their little ones by revising with them what they learned at school, guiding mm-hmm. them on how to do their homework assignment and projects. At times, it is better for you to help them maintain a healthy balance of their studies and play. It's not just a matter of just focusing on their studies alone, neglecting what they can also do outside. Mm-hmm. There's also the need for you to reward their progress. So as, as a parent, you need to set goals for your world. You can help set their goals. You call them, you discuss with the kids their dreams and aspirations. And it is mm-hmm. important for you to write them down to as well. You know, day in, day out, you, you, you take what you've written down to see whether it is in line with what the child is really doing. You know, as, as there are times they may want to say anything at all that comes to their mind. So as a parent, don't get bothered. Just write them down. Mm-hmm. And as they are growing, they'll be developing interest in other areas and then you'll be crossing them out. So you get to a point, you really identify that this is what I believe when I do would help my world or would help my child. Mm. There is the need for you to have a positive attitude about your world or your child too. Most parents do not really have positive attitude towards their children. There are times if, if you try to listen to their stories, you, you, you try to understand where they are coming from, but it isn't the, the, the fault of the child. So as parents, there is the need for us to have a positive attitude. We need to show love uh-huh. and kindness to them. So it is about helping our children thrive by sending mm-hmm. that powerful message to them. Oh, my word. By name. Jenny, oh, you are loved. Oh, you are brilliant. Oh, you know in our house we don't fail. You can mm-hmm. never fail. You are a good child. You matter in the society. When 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 a child begins to hear this from their world, um, their parents, they believe, they, they, they have a sense of belongingness. Mm-hmm. Attachment. You know, oh, my dad, my mom really loves me. They really care about me. So why don't I get closer to them? Why don't I do what pleases them? And by so doing, as you do, you continue to do that. You realize you'll be helping your child attain the academic performance you want the child to do. Because if each child, each child believes that, oh, if my dad wants me to get an A in a particular subject, mm-hmm. The motivation and the effort I had to put, whether extrinsic or intrinsic, I had to put together to make sure I get an A. Mm-hmm. It is what is going to please my parents. And when I do that, they will also begin to love me. They will shower praises on me. They will try to do whatever I also want to do. But, but there are times with, with that kind, Kinsley, with that kind of of um praise encouragement because i was going through a a training right and then it was 
<sighs> there's this controversy when it comes to like education when it comes to um praise praising children when it comes to their deeds and, and, and academics so some believe that the more you praise a child to do something like reward a child to do something they get attached to the reward and they don't really do it intrinsically like they don't do it because they have to do it or because of the moral satisfaction the moral. that they get but because it's going to please the parent or whoever that is around at that time so how do we manage that gray area you know because you want your your child to be independent you want your child to to love and seek knowledge for themselves but at the same time you don't want them to be stuck with that external um validation or you you get it yeah yeah Uh uh-huh you see you have to be able to balance between the two you can't just leave your words without showering praises. Praises must also come when the child is able to do it and do it well without the support, even if there's a support from due the parent, but because the child was able to do it based on him being able to know that, yes, I had to do this. You've set a goal for your word. You've assisted the child to set his or her goal. You know that there's a need for us to achieve this. Mm-hmm. Taking the child through everything, he's been able to do it. You just give him the praise or just the award, not because he's been able to do it, mm-hmm. but because when you, 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 you told him, let's do this together, he saw the need to do it. Mm. Not that he has been able to do it, but because the child saw the need to do it, that is when you are showering praises. So you don't have to be overshowering it to making it look as if um, he has to come for this award. And because of the award or the praise or the prize, that is mm-hmm. why why he's doing it. There are times mm. you just make him do it. He gets the, um, the uh, let me put it this way. He goes through successfully without you saying anything. Or you mm-hmm. just say, hello, oh, you've done well, congratulations, that's all. You don't necessarily have to be giving physical items for the child mm-hmm. to feel that and um, because I was able to move from crutch to KG, I was given um, a pen from I had 70% in mathematics so I've been given a pencil you don't do that with the, the sticker going through school I think in primary school in my school we had this sticker system you will give you like a smiley face a star i don't know if anyone any of you experienced that give me a thumbs up if you did but <laughs> if you score higher in your in your work classroom performance uh, the teacher will give you a star or a, any sort of sticker to to boost your performance it was i was sure, always sure, looking forward sure. to getting it, stickers <laughs> but they, they only do you only do that just just to motivate them so mm. you don't you don't overdo it because if you overdo it it, it is going to take away the, the, the purpose for which you wanted your child to attain that mm-hmm. academic success you, you, you would want him or her to do. Then there's so a we focus more on the effort. More on the effort than just the rewards you would want to be showering onto your children. Once yeah, in a while, definitely. Once in a while, they, they, they may also fumble. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, they may also fumble. They may not get the the required grades, the required marks you, you expect from them. And that is why so, you still need to show them love. 
good. So, so, so parents, so instead of saying, oh, you are intelligent, you know, which is very broad and very like obscure. Yeah. You just say, you did good. You worked hard. Good. I saw you In learning. You worked area. hard. So, so the, the, the kid is able to attach their performance to the long hours they learned and not because they yes. are genetically yes. and, and, uh, brilliant yes. or because yeah. they magically can do math. Yes. <laughs> there is work in yes. there. Okay, perfect. Mm. Um, our time yes. is almost up, but I do have some spicy questions that, that we need to cover. Um, okay. and, and, and so, Kins, look, look, let's just go into this one. The current gradient system. Mm-hmm. I personally have this. Ugh, sorry, y'all. I just <laughs> had to let it out. <laughs> <laughs> I personally have that kind of feeling. I don't know how to describe it. So, if you know a name we can give to how I made that sound, please let me know. Um, towards that, because I personally think, and you can totally disagree with me, and you can let me know what you think, and and I would love to know your your, your thoughts on that. So, put it in the comment box. I personally think that the grading system actually put kids in boxes, you know, it puts kids in boxes and it gives this broad, it gives like the broad, um, I I don't want to say perspective, but let's just say the work. It doesn't really praise or put emphasis on the work kids put in in. their educational and acquiring knowledge. But it yeah. just takes a portion of it, which is the finished results, and then mm-hmm. highlights it. And based on that, labels the child as A, B, C, D, O, F. Or bad. You know? Mm. Yes, A, B, C, D, O, F. And most kids, I included, I am going to use myself as an example. Myself included, most of us walk or go through life with this tag that, oh, I am an A student, so I need to this I need this needs to come my way. This needs to come my way. Or I am an average student. I cannot do this, I cannot do that. And because of that, we actually narrow our thinking capacity or we limit our potentials based on that grading system that we have been put in or the box that we've been put in. So tell me as a teacher, how are you able to weather this? Because I know I I teach in a school, I have teaching like various levels like i've worked with kids with um intellectual disabilities i've worked with kids in behavior um issues i've worked with kids from my current teaching classes kids from two to three which focus purposely on um on their developmental goals and like intellectual it covers all of them it's very interesting (laughs) y'all i love what i do (laughs) i love what i do but my current where i work i work in the montessori school so in montessori we don't actually do that we don't do the grading system our goal is to actually cultivate a habit of learning and independence for the child to actually love knowledge and seek after it and explore and ask questions and all of the annoying stuff but good stuff you you know so we don't tag this at oh this is an average kid or this kid is an a student or this kid is a b student or this when you look at this you're gonna see all the excellent kids and all the da 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 all the da 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 how do you deal with it and how does that system affect the current badges of education and the outcome of it like how 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 do we how do we navigate this 
Hmm. Awesome. <laughs> <You> <laughs> the, 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 the greeting system is actually、um, a tick of the iceberg. Oh, okay. The greeting system is chill. You know, most, as you rightly put, most, most students, most parents, most teachers, the moment a child gets A,、mm-hmm. for 80, 90, we start praising the child. You are an A student, you are a B student, you are an average student. And those that will be getting below the required marks, maybe E, D, E, F, we, we, we try to label them as deaf. D, E, F, deaf. You are just deaf,、mm. just like that. But you, you, you go into whatever goes on in the school, that is the actual curriculum of the school, and you realize even those students who just had A's、mm-hmm. are just theoretical students only.、Mm. They can just memorize things, and that is how come they are able to perform better、mm-hmm. when, with regards to examination. Because the examination given to the, the test item given to the student, you realize that they are just going to look at it right,、mm-hmm. and if the teacher marks and thinks what you've provided is the right, then they just mark and get your marks. But most teachers forget of what. Goes on in the school before the actual day of writing the examination. So, taking into consideration how best we're able to do your project work,、mm-hmm. how best we're able to do your assignment, how best we're able to do your class exercise and class test. So, they have to put all these things together and add that up the exams in addition to be able to grade the child.、Mm. Parents just get excited when they see 100, 100, 100, excellent, excellent, excellent. But as a teacher, I try to tell them don't be so much concerned about the score of your word.、Mm-hmm. But just go into the questions, into details, or whatever you believe this is what was given to my word, and this is what I expected my child to do. There are times a child may get. There are some parents who are so much concerned with positions in class.、Mm-hmm. So, my, my, my child was the first student, the、mm. first person with regards to arrangement. He had the first position, and they are happy. A child will be ninth,、um, maybe 19th out of 35 students.、Mm-hmm. A parent will complain, forgetting that students are from different backgrounds、mm-hmm. and、yeah. they have different learning styles. Mm-hmm. So, and you have different learning styles all together. Maybe your world had 80, someone had 95. The 80 is much, much better. The 90 is okay. But if your child gets 80 to be 19 on the 19th position, the child has not failed. So, we should not be so much concerned with the A's they are getting and then the, the, the first positions they are getting.、Mm-hmm. But we should look at it. From a holistic background, what goes on in the school,、mm-hmm. what they are able to do. If they are unable to read or if they are unable to write,、mm-hmm. maybe they are able to calculate. Maybe when it comes to extracurricular activities, they are able to do it and do it better.、Mm-hmm. Not all students will be able to go through the mill of the mill and attain good results and become somebody in future with the certificates they have. Others would have to work with their hands.、Mm-hmm. Others would have to use their mouth or part of their body to make a living. 
So we, we, we are not supposed to be putting all our students together to grandin them that from one to we have these people, we had A's, we had B's. It is okay, it is nice. But if you go deep down, you realize that there may be a very big problem. You may get a student getting AAA, but morally, the child is very weak. Mm. Thank you. you get, socially, you'll be getting those children having a whole lot of problems. It is not better or it is not the best having or attaining just the education. But what comes out from what you have attained mm-hmm. is also important. Definitely that the is process what I always of it. try to uh-huh, ask parents to put their minds into. Thank you. Um, Pastor Charles, let me just read it. Um, read this. And he says, I think it does more harm to children not to grade than to actually grade them. Okay. I understand why you think grading sort of like segregate them and make those with bad grades feel like they are inferior but then not grading sure. means to neglect the fact that if you are really work hard if you really work hard there is a reward and it's desirable grading actually yeah. brings more than to not grade at all what's the point in competing or trying to become anything why study why even go to school in the first place what is its worth so Pass, mommy, let me let me try to <laughs> let me try to um, give more insight on what I mean by grading the kids in that way. So our system, like the Ghana education system that we currently use, Pastor Charles, doesn't actually go into the the depths, the depths when it comes to finding the various components that makes like a, a child whole so academic intelligence is just one part so when i bring my child to school i am expecting the child to develop in various areas and not just based on whether they can do Academics. math whether they can speak english whether they are able to um do whatever else they do in school right when it comes to education and in educating an individual, it comes in different segments. We have um, intellectual education, cognitive, Native, cognitive education, yeah. social, moral. You know, we have the spiritual aspect too. All of these has to come in place for the individual to be whole. When my child gets an A in, let's say, math, math is the final results that I'm seeing. What was the effort the child put in? What did he actually do? Were you able to measure that process? And what system did you put in place to actually measure that process that the child went through? And during that process, what ability or what was the child able to develop while going through what the child was going through to achieve that A? You see, that that is what I am talking about. That is the real education, not the grade not the grade. So the goal is not actually to um, to segregate or anything like anything like that, but actually cultivate a need to learn, a need to uh, acquire knowledge based on the child's own yeah, kind of um, process, understanding. understanding good. When it's like 
it's tailored to the child when education is tailored to the child you know but yeah you can phone in i yes phone in please my listeners put in your comment i want to know what you guys think on this let me know what you you guys think on it yes please call in i'd love to know your thoughts what are you saying pastor charles all right thank you um, um um mr kingsley god bless you i'm actually enjoying the show this um one of the few times that i enjoy talks that are not spiritual but anyway so i have a daughter so this subject is very important i feel that a society mm-hmm. without a reward system would collapse eventually because there'll be no sense of duty so in the first what, what mm-hmm. when listening to you what i get is that it's not that the grading is not the problem it's like there should be more i mean um, opportunity or more department for more grading not just fix it on science or maths or english so the grading itself is not a problem yes because the only reason why you sure. can tell that your your child is let's say not better in maths but better in sports because is because there's actually going to be a grading system in the sports you need to tell that this one is doing better than this one so there's no way mm-hmm. taking away grading system yeah. works or in any field at all you can only measure things when you grade them or when you put them into let's say okay so i have three people they are running uh, um, i'm teaching them math science they are doing other things others different kinds of things so it's not only math and science mm-hmm. all the other aspects there must be grading to tell that oh you actually did well you have to improve in this area this way you have to push because when we get to a place where we say that oh um, i think in america for example when um, there, there are these people who are pushing that they should even abolish like rewards and like praising and saying that oh why are there you came out first you came out everybody is a winner so at the end of the day at the end of the term you say oh you have all won you are creating misfit mm-hmm. and you are creating mediocre in society so there's nothing no, nobody is like me you cannot nothing really is going run. to push like, anyone to do anything that you can, uh, let's say that if i say that oh you cannot run then it's offensive or it's like I'm grading you, I'm putting you in a box. So let's say that everybody can run. But the reality is that you cannot run. But then it is mm-hmm. okay you cannot yes. run. But in other field too, when we, you might come up on top. So I understand what you are saying that especially you in Ghana, better elsewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially in Ghana, we don't have these other things. It's not very elaborated that you can tell that you are saying you're bad. You want to say you're mad or you're first, way you're first. But maybe you are other areas. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. not because the grading system is bad. It's because there are no opportunity to explore. They are not materials, they are not sure. departments. So the grading itself is not a problem, but to give the room for the child to explore, that's where the problem is. But to, to whatever exploration the child will end up doing, you have to grade them to tell whether they are developing, they are not developing, they are learning, they are not learning. There should be a sort of reward system. That's my point. To yeah. have a benchmark. Yeah. Interesting. I get your point now. Do anyone get Pastor Pastor Charles' point? Sure, sure, sure. Definitely, definitely, I do. But still, then so there should be more room for us to be able to see like the back the back room, like local newsroom, like the, what is happening behind the 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 scene, the behind the scene yeah. process. If mm-hmm. we're going to do the grading system, which requires a lot of work, which requires a lot of work, because for me personally as a teacher, I have to go into the nitty-gritty of the child's day like oh my goodness it's a lot of work or like teaching <laughs> i salute all of you all the teachers out there i salute all of you. you guys are doing an amazing job you deserve a pat on the back for for your work but um anyway 
Let, let, let me bring this in. Mm -hmm. You know, the 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 issue of the grading system, mm -hmm. as as Pastor Riley, Riley put it, that is what we are all trying to advocate. The grading system is okay, but we should not, in a way, try to use it to discredit others mm. or to limit the effort of others. I quite remember in one of the schools I taught, there was this young man, this young guy who came, and I knew very well, with regards to the grading system of that school, he was not going to make it to DHS territory, even to go out from the school. So he was repeated. And considering his age, I was like, you are 17, almost 18 mm. in DHS too, and you've been repeated. No matter the time you give to this child to sit in this classroom, mm -hmm. he will still be repeated. But because of what the school has also decided to do, because the, 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 the school wants good names, want mm -hmm. to send good students to the examination for them to pass. And that is where they also get their monies from. That is where they do their advert and their campaign. It is through the, the, the grades of the world of the students, they campaign for the school. Mm -hmm. So I advised the guy, I took him to a public school. And then I told him, you can make it over there. So even while he was in DHS too, I pleaded with them, one of the head teachers, and they took him to Form 3. While he failed in this private school, but he was able to excel in the public school, he further to the senior high school. And as I speak with you now, he's a safety officer. Mm. He's a big time safety officer. So his was not just going to school. Mm -hmm. His problem was not that he didn't want to go to school, but the learning style was a problem. Mm -hmm. The teaching methodology was a problem for him. But when he was able to move out from school, engage into other activities, now he's, he has excelled and he's still excelling. Mm -hmm. Better than even the teachers and the students who, who passed and had the nine ones and then the six ones and whatsoever. So the grading system, it's good. <laughs> it's okay. But we should not, parents should not tag the grading system to whatever the child is able to do yeah so i know some of the things that we were supposed to go through tonight was the teaching system the learning system how to identify your child's potentials and ability especially at from home to school and how to like yeah. Yeah. um properly guide or mentor them through education but our time is up so let us wrap with this one give us some of the advantages of educating an individual, and then we can wrap this whole session up. Okay. Um, the, the, the advantages of educating. Mm -hmm. Education, yes. And in, Why uh, should I go to school? Will you pay my school fees for me? <laughs> <laughs> if, if not for anything, it, it, is, it is really good for you yourself. Mm. For you, you yourself. You know, most people agree on the importance of education. Most people. One, I'll put it like this, creating more employment opportunities when, when you have access to formal education. The opportunity for you to be employed becomes varied. There mm -hmm. are so many. 
you'd have to choose from A or B or C to even Z. Mm. You will not be stuck as compared to those who do not have any access to any form of education, especially with even formal education. It, it leads to career advancement. In our mm. system, before you move from one area to the other, you might have attained certain level of degree of knowledge or information mm -hmm. to be able to move on to the next ladder. If you don't have the phase one, it becomes very difficult to attain the phase two. Through education, people are able to secure better income. Better income. Mm. Currently in Ghana, if, if you do not have any form, any form of education, my dear brother or sister, hmm, let's, let's leave it there. I don't want to go into their, 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 their worries. Mm -hmm. it, it, it helps develop the critical thinking of the individual. Mm -hmm. You are able to think, analyze things before you undertake them. You don't encounter a problem and just try going solving it. Mm -hmm. You sit down, you look at what brought up the problem, how best you can tackle it, how best you get, even if you can't tackle it yourself, how best you get people to guide you or assist you so that such problem wouldn't reoccur. Mm -hmm. If you don't have any form of education, I don't think you'll be able, especially with regards to formal education, you'll be able to seek knowledge from other experts or other people who have also been to such situation or been through such situation. It helps develop self-discipline. Mm -hmm. Self-discipline. But mostly there are times you say people go to school, but the school fail to go through them. They, they, they tend to block the channel through which the, the, the school system will pass through them. So we have, as I said earlier, we have intellectual illiterates. He's been to school all right, but what he learned from school, he's not able to put it into good use. And it also becomes a problem or a challenge for the individual. Hmm. For the importance of education, there are a whole lot, a whole lot. So these are the very few, with regards to time, I like to put it. You promote equality and empowerment. You provide a healthy lifestyle for yourself because you attain a certain level or degree of education. If you do not have them, it becomes very difficult for you to get certain things that you want. It boosts your confidence and morale. Mm -hmm. There are times as, as you go outside, you meet people on the roadside and you want to get closer to them. You realize those who are one world dressed, who know how to speak a little, they are able to approach people and put their problems before them or seek help from them. But if you do not have any form of formal education and you go and meet people in the formal sector, mm -hmm. how do you tackle their issues? How do you go closer to them? How are you able to speak to them? Even the manner with which you, you draw closer to them may even become a problem. So you end up hiding your face away from such people. But you realize people who are self-motivated, self-disciplined, they, they hardly find them, them themselves wanting wherever they may find themselves. So basically these are some of the, the advantages of, of, of learning or of going through these education or formal system 
we have. Hmm. Wow. Well, there we all have it. This has been a very interesting conversation, um, Mr. Kinsley. And this um, podcast will be published on our platform, so you can always go back and listen to them again. I personally will be listening to it over and over and over again because education is one of the areas that I enjoy watching kids acquire new knowledge. My, I personally gain a new understanding, getting new um, horizons. It's it's very nice to see how far our minds can go and what we can build and transform ourselves into, you know? And all of this stems from educating yourself, educating the people around you. And if you're a parent here, a to-be parent, a wanna-be parent, a whatever parent, I suggest <laughs> I know I suggest that you fine-tune yourself when it comes to educating your, your wards or the people around you because and and be abreast like you know be updated with with what is going on in in your locality when it comes to acquiring knowledge and impacting them to, to your words and some of the areas that we were supposed to go in in this podcast that we were we weren't able to because of the time limit and i think you each and every one of you can personally go and have like a study for yourself and for your future kids and your generations to come because knowledge you can pass knowledge are transitional you can just pass them on are like the different learning styles, learning methods, teaching methods. You can learn about the developmental brain of a child, like, you know, how a child is able to like acquire and, you know, transform knowledge to themselves. You can also um, look at how to identify your potential, a child's potential, the people around you, the potential of your kids. For me personally, I always work with kids. So one prayer that I always pray and is that God should always allow me to be able to spot the potentials in the children I come in contact with, you know, to make their lives much more easier when it comes to their journey in education. And as a parent, I do hope that will be your prayer because the potential and the ability of your child is all in here. They all they came with it. It's all here. They have it. It is up to us to actually identify them and help them develop them to serve the generation they are meant to serve. So this is it. It's a wrap, everyone. We will be continuing this in our next session. It's going to be very informative and very spicy. So stay tuned and be glued to the world. We come your way next two weeks with another with a part two. So, have a good night and see you next time.